What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, y'all. Jessica here. Today, we have a short clip from a brand new podcast from Sony that focuses on the intersection and overlap of music and sports. The Artist and the Athlete is hosted by Lindsay Zarniak, who has spent her career covering the biggest stories in sports for networks, including ESPN and Fox Sports. Along the way, Lindsay, who spells her name correctly, as I've come to understand it, has become fascinated by the intersection of sports and music. As the saying goes, athletes want to be rock stars, rock stars want to be athletes. For both, the climb to the biggest stage is similar. What drives them and the challenges they overcome, though, are not. In each episode of The Artist and the Athlete, a prominent sports figure is paired up with a renowned musician for an intimate, wide-ranging conversation that explores their path to success, their process, and their passions when away from the big stage. Episodes feature guests like Danica Patrick, Alanis Morissette, Clayton Kershaw, Brad Paisley, Shaq, The Chainsmokers, Eddie Vedder, Anthony Rizzo, and more. In the preview clip you're about to hear, seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson talks to Scott and Seth Abbott of the folk rock band The Abbott Brothers. If you like what you hear, find new episodes of The Athlete and the Artist every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. When I try to analyze you know, my, my journey. And of course, along the way throughout the years, you know, labels are put on you, some you like, some you don't, and, you know, social media comes along and opinions weigh in far more frequently than, than you care to. And, you know, so questions kind of have swirled around this for a long time. And I, when I look back and kind of look at my path in, in motorsport, um, it was a passion for my my father and my grandfather that that became my passion, and we of course had dreams, you know, along the way. And I had dreams to to be a, a winning racer, but I had no clue that it would end up where it has. And I grew up with such simple beginnings. And my mom was a school bus driver. My dad's a heavy was a heavy equipment operator. You know, it just I don't know. I think my my love of the sport happened in a pure fashion and it wasn't about being famous and it wasn't about being a champion. It's about getting on my dirt bike and going riding. And that's, that's just what I wanted to do and loved. And through my career, I had some shining moments as an amateur and, and I had things happen to help me get that next opportunity, but I never really shined like a lot of guys around me. And when I finally got my chance in cup at 25, you know, I was probably five years late, especially now I'm probably, seven, eight years late. So, you know, that, that same thing continued to happen where I had to race for my own reasons. And it wasn't, it wasn't because I was winning, you know, it was because it's what I wanted to do and love to do. And I think in all of that were, were lessons. And uh, certainly my parents had an influence on that. My friend group, people I was you know around and worked for, worked with, you know, all that played into it. But I think that journey is really, really what set me up for how I carried myself when the spotlight was finally on. 
Well, Jimmy, let, let me say this, and, I, and let me see if you agree with me on this. It, it seems like, uh, like as far as integrity or humility or modesty, that's just something that uh, it probably comes from our parents or, or maybe some of it's genetic or some of it's personality-based or whatever. But the way I view you, I tend to see you as one of these sort of rare um, just examples of uh, of competitive fire, you know, like, 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 like someone like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, like – the competition is what's in the center of it. Fame and anything else that might happen is almost like a like a byproduct of a of a you know of like an inborn drive, you know. Yeah. And so like I, I've always always felt like if you know if like if it's in a NASCAR or an Indy car or on a bicycle or if you and I like we're walking out of Soco at the same time and our cars were across the parking lot and we were like I'll race you to the car like the it would be the exact same <laughs> it would be the exact same thing inside you that's just like I gotta get it you know and yeah. if, like if you get it every day over and over again and, and you push yourself and you go through all the 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 trials and tribulations of it and, and you somehow get through it in one piece as you have uh that it seems like fame is just sort of something that that happens um kind of in the periphery of of that drive you know yeah and I, i'd also add to and I, I wonder i've often wondered about both of your journeys with music and instruments you know my my competitiveness has really been with myself and for me to own what I do and how I do it. And, and again, because I wasn't winning for the longest time, this was kind of in the background of my mind of leaving the track, knowing that I did all that I could and trying to outperform myself from a previous event or whatever it might be. And uh, I can imagine holding an instrument in your hands since at such a young age and trying to learn how to own a riff or own a song or whatever it might be. I wonder if there's a parallel path in there too. And that's that's something that I, I could maybe see from my side where you get real competitive with yourself and uh, it just kind of get caught up in your own thing and perfect your craft independently in some ways. For one thing, we didn't go on a, a real, a true major tour until I was 26 years old. So wow. similar thing. Wow. That's, that's late. You know, we were, we were in bands from, you know, since I was very young, I was in a band, but I never really hit the road until I was 26. So I'm sitting similar at that point. All those ideas about, oh, I got to be famous by the time I'm 20. Those funny little, you know, those really small dreams that don't, they're not about the actual you. They're about what you think is supposed to happen. Those were gone. It's like, that's not happening. It, now, what is it that you're going after? And so we had times that were like those failures where we weren't quote unquote winning. It's a different kind of competition. I agree with you. It's like, a, it's like competing against yourself. Um, but we had people literally telling us we sucked, you know? Like while we were, and we were doing it in front of people. And that was in a way feeding our, uh, that competition you say with yourself, you know, it was kind of yeah. like, okay, what have I got in me to get back up there in that town that I know that guy or that lady is going to come out and say that, uh, here I go again. And, uh, how will I, will I, is it about me getting better at my instrument or doing something better that they said I sucked at? Or is it about me getting up there because I don't care what they think <laughs> I'm going to get up there and do my thing. And what's so cool, I've always respected about you guys, it's not that you just play an instrument or that you just sing, but I love it when it's just you two and you have your snare and kick drum and harmonica and banjo, guitar, like you guys can 
stomp the floor. Like it is so incredible to watch you two just go. A lot of that just came out of the necessity of, of trying to to make as much noise as possible, you know, and <laughs> just, you know, uh, just utilize every limb. You know, it's, it, I don't, I don't, I don't know that we have any sort of special coordination with that, but it was like, man, you know, my, my left foot's not doing anything. Let's just put you know, some, some piece of percussion beneath there. We'll just, you know, duct tape a tambourine to your leg there and then we'll make some more racket. And then, more people will stop maybe that are walking by or maybe more yeah. people will run faster yeah. to get away. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that clip was from the artist and the athlete hosted by Lindsay Zarniak. You can find it everywhere that you find your podcasts. As for Burn It All Down, make sure that you listen to episode 193 that dropped yesterday. And tune in tomorrow on this feed to hear Shireen interview Lisa Zimush, a freestyle football athlete extraordinaire. Until next time, burn on, not out. And I'm